95. This is Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Welcome back. I'm Sally Musa here with you until midday with all of the good things that make Life Beat. Now, we've all seen the transition to online education move at warp speed over the last couple of months because of the pandemic. But the American University of Sharjah has taken learning innovation to the next level by bringing lab work and internships to their students at home. To tell us how they're doing it, I'm so excited to be joined once again by the Dean of the College of Engineering at AUS, the Chair of the Global Engineering Dean's Council, Dr. Shireen Takanai. Welcome back. Hello, Sally. Wonderful to be here. Thank you for inviting me. You know, it's so great to have you. Uh, We only had you on the show uh, at the beginning of the year, in fact, and so much has changed since then, Dr. Shireen. How has this transition been for you? Well, as a Dean of Engineering, I'm proud to report that we have shown what engineers are made of uh, in how quickly we adapted to the situation. Of course, as a a university and institution of higher education, American University of Sharjah was ready with the infrastructure to make it all happen. So it was literally three days at the beginning of March, we managed to take all of our education online. I'm very proud of this, but again, extra proud because engineering education has the labs internships, which don't necessarily lend themselves readily to online education. It's experiential, it's hands-on. So that had its challenges, but I'm proud to say at the the end of uh, this semester that we didn't skip a beat. We delivered all the credits, course credits to our students that we promised at the beginning of the semester, not knowing we would have to go online. Uh, including the labs, lab courses, Um, and these days I've been attending virtual uh, commencement ceremonies uh, that have just warmed my heart the way we've been able to show our resolve and resilience under the circumstances. We're not shying away from celebrating, honoring, uh, cherishing our graduates. So these are happy days. That is Amazing to hear, uh, Dr. Shireen, like you said, lab work, internships, these are hands-on. Now, how do you do that? How do you take lab work, things that you need to be there for physically, watching, doing, working, and internships, how do you take that to students at home? Can you take us through that process? That was the most challenging because... We didn't sign up for an online semester. Yeah. Uh, we had to turn things online in the middle of the semester. So we relied heavily on our dedicated lab instructors and faculty to get into the lab and uh, do the experiments, give the instruction on camera, and uh, make sure our students were able to interact in an immersive, experiential way as best possible. Uh, from their homes, from their computers. Uh, We also, of course, have collaborative softwares that they can use uh, at a distance, remotely. But now that we know our summer semester, which started a couple days ago, 
is going to be completely online, we were prepared. Now we will have uh, even better immersive experiences for our students to uh, have them on interactive lab sessions uh, by augmenting our already uh, strong infrastructure by um, augmented reality, virtual reality. So we're looking into all these virtual lab uh, products and softwares and developing some uh, applications ourselves with our students uh, to share uh, the experiences. Uh, so labs will be uh, surprising and uh, interesting. So this outbreak has silver linings. It gives us the motivation and the opportunity to uh, innovate and to introduce new applications in engineering education. So that's the lab work. But then you also asked me about internships. Now, um, most accredited colleges and schools of engineering will require that the students do internships, which is very widely uh, defined as work in a professional environment. Mostly engineering students like to go to local industries to work at a workplace, like a professional, mimicking a professional. And some will go to uh, other universities, research and development labs, uh, in order to work on a research project, but definitely outside of the home institution. Students have to go out to do internships. Right, yeah. Uh, but at this time, of course, industry is struggling to implement the work from home regime. Interns are not very high on their uh, priority list. And even if they do offer virtual internships, not as many as before. So what we did through the Global Engineering Dean's Council is we took leadership and said to the uh, engineering colleges of the whole world, all of our students need internship credits. Why don't we provide international experiences, albeit virtually, to engineering students everywhere? So, of course, American University of Sharjah took the lead on this. We started formulating opportunities for interns uh, from all over the world, uh, from universities all over the world. So now we have engineering students from University of Virginia, from Southern University of Science and Technology in China, Ramajampal University in uh, India. Uh, and in return, our students are doing internships at the research and development labs of these universities because we decided uh, it was a gentle person's agreement that we would base this global program on the principle of reciprocity. So it started off really well. We keep increasing the number of internship opportunities for the students everywhere of the globe. Uh, universities are helping each other. So it's a program by universities for universities. Uh, and we have some corporate members also of the Global Engineering Dean's Council who are helping out. Uh, just 30 more seconds on this one. Absolutely, please. Me. Yes, we want to know uh, more about the support that you've been getting around this. Yes. Thank you. As the chair of uh, the Global Engineering Dean's Council, I also have an ex officio seat on the executive committee of the International Federation on Engineering Education Societies. And CEFI, the European Engineering Education Society, is a member. 
and I have an administrative duty there too. They hooked into this program. So now uh, we have the Global Engineering Dean's Council and the European Engineering Society. The thing is uh, spreading like wildfire across the globe where uh, this summer and in the Southern Hemisphere this winter, uh, we will have internship programs for university students everywhere. And I'm very excited about that. Including Australia, I'm thinking. Uh, I'm thinking you probably have ones in Australia too. Uh, it yes. will be there winter. But tell me more about this. This is amazing. You know the fact that not only have you done what is required, which is to bring internships, but you've actually opened this up globally. So, to take us through the advantages. What are students getting? from being able to connect internationally here uh, through the, the American University of Sharjah. What does that look like? What are these advantages that they are getting? And what have been some of the, the challenges too? Well, um, the challenge, of course, is to uh, bring in the uh, advantages of international experiences uh, to our students' homes. Uh, we have exchange programs for international experiences and we always think of that as uh, something that requires, involves physical traveling, of course. Mm. But uh, our students are digital natives. They know to share their world, their culture uh, through the internet. Uh, It doesn't feel as two-dimensional to them as it feels to me. Uh, to get on the internet and work with someone at the other end of the planet. Mm. Uh, the work ethic, the discipline, uh, the, the communications of another country, another culture does come through with these uh, internships. And our students are naturals at this. In fact, I'm very proud to say they're incredibly demanding. One of them just emailed me last night saying, I've been going through all these opportunities on the Global Engineering Dean's Council platform, and is that it? I want more. I I thought I would see more from such and such country. Uh, And I said, okay, we'll work on it. Thanks. Uh, So they're pushing us for more of this, and um, they're excited. Uh, Of course, when things go back to some kind of new normal, and we will be able to travel, uh, we won't have to rely so heavily on virtual internships. But I would like to note that virtual mobility in the engineering, global engineering community was an important theme way before this outbreak came about. Right, but it it wasn't at the pace that we saw it really. You know, this this is the thing, you know, digitizing uh, education uh, was something that we we knew was coming. But now suddenly we're we're thrust into it, you know. So, yeah. So it's a catalyst. And again, I uh, don't want to sound like I'm expressing joy over something terrible, but there are silver linings. We have to see the positive in everything. This has accelerated the pace at which engineering education has globalized, or higher education in general is globalizing because of this thing. So you're going to be seeing you're going to be seeing more of this even when we go back to physical learning at the university. Do you think so? 
I'm pretty sure because this way our reach of offerings uh, through online uh, media will be global and mm. we won't give up on that. If we have a visiting student from somewhere else on the globe, uh, they want to participate in what we're doing, we won't tell them, no, you have to travel here. We already have the infrastructure. We already have all of our personnel uh, trained to deliver material on this infrastructure. We keep improving the softwares that we have, the tools that we have, in order to make it more and more immersive, experiential and interactive. We won't give up on this. And it's also making it more inclusive. So I want to make sure that we come back. We talk about that with you, uh, Dr. Shireen, as well as the student perspective. You've had, like you have just been alluding to there, a lot of student leadership guiding you in different projects uh, at AUS. So we want to hear more about that. Lots more to come here on Pulse95. This is Life Beats. Life Beats with Sally Musa. Sally Musa only on Pulse ninety five. Pulse ninety five. We are back with Dr. Shireen Takanai. She is the dean of the College of Engineering at AUS, as well as the chair of the Global Engineering Deans Council. And last time you were on the show, uh, Dr. Shireen, it was all about looking at women and girls in science and the importance of inclusion. And this is still very much one of the focuses that you have uh, in your work, whether it's it at AUS or globally. So tell us more. Thank you so much. Yes, this is an area that's dear to all of our hearts uh, because we need everyone. Mm. We absolutely need everybody's innovative power to solve the problems that are facing us, the challenges of this century. Uh, the Sustainable Development Goals are our value that we cherish. We hold close to our hearts to uh, work on every single day in everything that we do. With that kind of uh, near-term huge goal, near-term because, the, the, of course, the time span is until 2030, which is not a lot of time. To, to solve the world's energy problem, water problem, climate problem, peace, poverty, you right. name it, all 17 of them. Uh, not a lot of time. We need everybody. So uh, women in engineering, uh, diversity and inclusion in terms of uh, all kinds of underrepresented groups getting in on the solution, the teamwork is extremely important to us. Um, as the Global Engineering Deans Council, we've been uh, extremely proud of an annual program. It is the world's biggest, uh, most comprehensive diversity award program sponsored by Airbus. Uh, so the uh, diversity award program has been going on since 2012. Uh, I've been very proud and uh, happy to be part of it. And last week, uh, I chaired the jury of the seventh uh, diversity award uh, and it was uh, an exciting wonderful evening a Canadian university's project called C4 it's cross-campus communication collaboration uh, type diversity of uh, disciplines diversity of backgrounds uh, 
and expertise that came together in that uh, project that was celebrated. Uh, of course, I was also proud that uh, as a co-host of the event, I was introduced as uh, the, the Dean of Engineering at AUS and uh, the, the very heavy French accent, uh, accented MC said, uh, and of course AUS is a champion of diversity, and I thought she was talking about our student body. We have more than 90 nations represented on our campus. But she said, oh, because the dean is the first uh, and only female dean uh, in the United Arab Emirates of engineering. Now, I'm proud to be the first. I am not at all happy to be the only one. Uh, it's been four months, uh, more than four months I'm on the job, and I'm proud to have the pipeline full of young talent who will uh, take it up to further uh, lengths, further horizons. Uh, so uh, that's something dear to our hearts. Uh, we're bringing the global uh, attempts energies uh, to make sure engineering education and engineering field in general gets all the uh, diversity it deserves back home and living and breathing what we're talking about on our campus. To see that is extremely rewarding and exciting. Um, that's what keeps us young in this business, I think, to constantly uh, see the results of some of the values that we hold dear, even if it's not terribly tangible every single day. Mm. And, and this is absolutely vital because it's these different perspectives that drive innovation. Um, and it's kind of interesting, you know, you're talking about um, the 2030 sustainability uh, goals. Um, and yes, it's a decade away, but I think if the last couple of months have taught us anything, it's that if we Absolutely. prioritize something, the innovation just comes. It is just, it's one of those things that has to be at the top of our priority list. Does it not, Absolutely. Dr. Shireen? Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better. Thank you, Sally. The crises are full of potentials especially for us who are used to innovating or who are uh, always aiming at innovating. Innovation doesn't happen when you go to your office and say, mm, let me innovate something today. It starts uh, with the need, with empathizing, with uh, defining the problem, looking at the stakeholders, who are we solving this problem for? And then it has many loops and it touches many people through the solution. So gone are the days of the lonely inventor or the engineer who designs something all by themselves. We need to be in a team, multidisciplinary team, talking to everybody, communicating with everyone, drawing from the expertise of a wide selection of people mm. before we can have the end-to-end -end multidisciplinary solutions to our problems. And uh, look at the outbreak. We're talking about how to deliver engineering uh, through this uh, unprecedented time. But there is the health management issue. There is the economics issue. There is the energy usage, water usage, everything that gets impacted. So our problems, the challenges are so multidisciplinary that uh, we know this kind of challenge that pulls the globe together is chock full of potentials for 
new ideas, disruptive innovations for changing the way of life. Every time I hear, when are we going to go back to normal? I'm very relaxed to say never. There is no normal. We'll define the normal. We'll uh, make it better. And we'll just live a different life. Yeah. As we always better, said. Better. We want it to be better. We do not want to go back to what was normal yes. before. But, you know, speaking of diversity and inclusion and, and hearing the students' voices, this is something that AUS does very well. There are many student-led projects and initiatives that, that happen within the engineering department as well as others. So take us through some of those that really stand out. I am so proud of our students. Student engagement is a core value of us, uh, but we want to see it further. Student leadership is extremely important to us. Uh, they need to lead. Uh, they need to pull the education. Education is no longer a push service. Mm. We can't get our students uh, aligned in class and say, trust me, this theoretical knowledge will be useful to you, so take good notes and it will all be on the exam tomorrow. That is not motivating. We have to switch to project-based learning where our students will find meaning, will find purpose in what they're doing, and they'll pull the information they need from us in order to make it all happen. And then we'll all be working together to bring home those projects that have uh, something to do with improving human life, like all of engineering fields ultimately tries. Yeah, there are some that uh, are very much around sustainability, you know, and particularly um, making sure that the UAE is self-sustaining, particularly in that area. You know, you and I were talking about um, solar panels. You, you have to currently bring them from places like Germany. But the, the UAE, AUS, is looking at how do we produce them here? Absolutely. Our campus, and uh, our campus is so beautiful. I wish we were having this talk on our campus, um, is also a uh, very good candidate to become a live-in lab for our students uh, for our faculty to do research and development and uh, do proof of concept and take their research uh, levels above simply being papers published to be cited and to be academically prestigious. There is more. We need to generate more socioeconomic and environmental value and community impact. And we're very well aware that uh, this is our responsibility. Uh, in our country here. And we set an example. Uh, the, the sustainability of life on Earth is in question. Uh, petroleum has 30 to 50 years of life. And to be researching uh, alternative energies, clean energies, uh, renewable energies here on our campus gives us such a sense of meaning that we're very proud of it. It's not just energy, of course. Sustainability has everything to do with how we manage our waste, our water, freshwater resources, our wastewater, uh, how we uh, recycle uh, from student projects all the way up to uh, extremely futuristic research and development done by our faculty. Uh, yesterday, one of our civil engineering uh, faculty, here's a shout out to Dr. Otto, uh, 
celebrated uh, this um, June 5th day, I should say, uh, by presenting his work on uh, sustainable construction materials. Construction materials are responsible, of course, for a lot of the environmental problems. And also we have 3D printing of uh, construction uh, and uh, 3D printed solutions to a lot of things that are more economical. Uh, everything you can think of to, to make our urban environments smart cities we can do uh, as pilot implementations on our campus as a smart campus. So uh, again, from students to faculty to staff of AUS, we've come together to make more impact towards sustainable development goals. And I think I'm just as excited as our students, and I'm in awe of them. They're in the leadership position of uh, the motivation towards all of these activities. Uh, our uh, student council president is an engineering student at AUS, shout out to Marwan, and the uh, College of Engineering representative is a wonderful young lady. Hi, Lila. So I'm happy to uh, extend my cheerful greetings to them from here. And again, they're demanding, they're in the pilot seat. Uh, and they, they're full of ideas, and uh, if we can implement some of them, I think uh, our campus will be a pilot, a living lab, uh, an exemplary place for the rest of the world to look at. This is amazing. After. This is amazing. I, I love it so. so much. I love hearing about these stories that are coming out of AUS in this way, and it's because of the great leadership that can see that. Uh, like yourself, like His Highness Dr. Sheikh Sultan bin Mohammed Al Qasimi, who, of course, is leading this as well. Uh, but very quickly, before I let you go, I want to ask you about the virtual commencements. You know, are we going to just, uh, you know, see the virtual commencements, or will there maybe be an opportunity later on for the scholars to receive their diplomas in hand? Absolutely, we're making sure our uh, graduates and their families and loved ones know that we're cherishing, celebrating, honoring them here and now. Uh, however, His Highness, who's the driving force, whose vision is making all of this possible, and we're eternally grateful uh, that uh, he, he has uh, expressed his wish to hand the diplomas to our graduates whenever it's possible, hopefully sometime in the winter. Yeah. Uh, and we're all very excited about it because there are some things that we still need to look into each other's eyes and express gratitude and happiness with. And yes. I hope we won't be robbed off of that this uh, winter. So our graduates will come back home uh, after they fly from the nest uh, and we're looking forward to that opportunity to see them again. Yeah, they've got to be able to uh, throw those graduation hats into the air, don't they? Uh, yes, it's just been an absolute pleasure, as always, Dr. Shireen, talking to you. Thank and you so much. Same hearing, here. Hearing what you're up to, because you're always you're always thinking ahead. And that's what I, I love about you. You're always thinking ahead of, of whatever is going on. And I think it's, it's um, your mindset of you know you did say i don't want to to make light of something that is very serious but actually 
I was just talking about this on the show, that it is about having that positive mindset saying, this is an opportunity. This is big. We can do something great. So I want to thank you so much for your time. And um, I have no doubt that we're going to be catching up with you again very soon. Thank you, Sally. In this race of delivering what our students, our future deserves. Absolutely. We'll try to do anything we can. Thank you so thank much. Thank you so much. Dr. Big Shireen Takanai from the American University of Sharjah there. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 10 a.m.